This is Uncovering Sports. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. I'm Cactus Hamilton Barrett, along with my co-host, Brendan, the Crusher Coleman, (laughs) and we are very excited to bring you this first episode. It's going to be the only sports show that's giving you the real scoop on what's happening behind the scenes of all of your favorite sports and our take on how it's playing out on screen. Now, we got a lot to talk about today because the NFL season just ended, and it's playoff time. Uh, Before we jump into the playoffs, though, let's, uh, let's talk about... What happened last week? We got some highlights. We got some lowlights. Well, uh, we can start with the exact opposite of the playoffs and go to the 0-16 Cleveland Browns. Sure. <laughs> uh, really uh, really setting the world on fire there. <laughs> yep. Hugh Jackson, the 1-1-31. in one in 31. Yeah. The man has won a single game in two seasons and will be returning as head coach. Very surprising. Very surprising. He's got friends in high places, (laughs) I think. He's got an ironclad contract in Cleveland. Cleveland's obviously sort of the the enhancement talent of the league, but -hmm. it doesn't do much for you when you you never win a game. You know, it doesn't doesn't do much for your opponents, I mean, when you never win a game. It's not impressive. It's not impressive. Yeah. I feel like they got to do something to turn it around in Cleveland. And I don't mean the uh, parade that they're having uh, for their perfect season <laughs> later this week. They're perfect. making making a giant uh, zero around the uh, the stadium in unison, which mm-hmm. I thought was uh, a beautiful show from the fans. Sure. Solidarity. Solidarity, yeah. yeah. There are Cleveland fans. <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the biggest surprises of that parade thing that I read was that Someone was going to it. Enough people to go all the Enough way around the stadium. Enough people to go all the way around the stadium, yeah. Wow. Which is impressive, yeah. We also have Black Monday. Coaches Absolutely. coaches getting fired. Some coaches inexplicably not getting fired. Coaches are one of the biggest draw in the NFL. Yes. You get a big-name coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get excited. People want to come see the team. Uh, over in the NFC, I know uh, the Lions let... Uh, Jim Caldwell go, who they had built up to be, uh, and I was not even aware of this until today, built up to be the winningest coach in the Super Bowl era for the Lions. So why do you give a guy that record? Keep in mind, this is also a team who's gone 0-16 before. The bar is set really low. <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional that he became the winningest that could be. He, the next guy will surpass him. Yeah, that makes you sense. You would assume. You would, you would hope. Yeah. <laughs> really hope. Jack Del Rio is out in uh, uh, Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, I couldn't decide where they were from. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're bringing... The big storyline is John Gruden's leaving the booth and it might be coming back to coaching. They think he's going to be a... They, they want to make a big splash, I guess, for when they're ready to move. Well... Uh, you were just talking about how big of draw a coach can be, and yep. and that's that's where they're going with that. Apparently, uh, he might even have some ownership in the team. Oh, so he's, he's kind of putting himself in there. I oh, think. okay, I think it might be his call. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe that'll be the new trend. Owner, maybe Hugh Jackson owner owns part of the Browns, and we don't oh. know it. Maybe we're gonna find that out next year. Yeah, that'll be one of the big swerves of the season. There you go. Is Hugh Jackson can't get fired. <laughs> He really is. He runs the team. (laughs) (laughs) I I would accept that sort of. Yeah. 
It's honestly the only one that makes sense at this point. Anything else that they do with the Browns, I mean, just say, well, that's stupid. You yeah. could have done something much more interesting. <laughs> They're going to drop the ball. They will. Yeah. If you if if it's possible to drop the ball on the Browns any further than you already have, <laughs> they'll find a way next season. You make them go 0-16. There's nowhere. They can't go any lower. That, yeah, that's true. It, I, I mean, I guess they're setting them up for, like, a huge underdog win, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. although, what does that do? I, guess, I mean, I guess when the brands beat you, that doesn't really hurt you. Doesn't it? I mean, it, depend, it depends on the team. Maybe if the refs get involved or something. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, it's like a last-second win or something. They just barely win. Right. And if it's a team like the Saints or something that has Drew Brees... They can survive that, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Actually, uh, you give it to Breeze, for example, you get the drama of oh, Breeze is washed up. He lost to the Browns. Yep. Good redemption story for yep. the rest of the year. Exactly. It writes itself. It writes itself. Okay, so let's talk about playoffs because that's what we're all excited about. Uh, it's the end of the NFL season. Postseason is starting now. We got a pretty clear picture about what they're doing and where they're going with this. Let's start over in the AFC, where it's pretty obvious. Sure. But, uh, you know, for the lay viewer, uh, maybe there's some excitement there for Jags fans. Sure, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I think you and I can agree that we know where this is heading. Oh, yeah. Patriots, Steelers, AFC Championship. Yep. Writes itself. Writes itself. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, James Harrison sleeper cell storyline going on. Yep. Reverse sleeper cell yeah. since, it's, since he's going to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are not familiar the, with the uh, the sleeper cell storyline that has been going on for years, there's this ongoing thing that the Patriots do uh, called the sleeper cell. And what they do is they take a coach or they take a player from their team and they send them to another team to sabotage them from within. Wes Welker, longtime Patriot, went to the Broncos, muffs a punt in a critical situation. Yep, in overtime. In overtime. Sleeper. Inside his own 10. Yep. In, yeah. Oh, it was very dramatic. Yeah. Right? That's a sleeper cell moment. You can look at Belichick. He does He does like a weird little hand signal or eye look or mm-hmm. maybe he says a phrase. A that, wink and a oh, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> the sleeper cell is activated and that happens. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's coaches. The Broncos are really on the receiving end of this <laughs> sleeper cell thing a lot. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was sent there to sabotage the entire team, which worked for years he did a great job yeah he did a fantastic job and then when the job is done then the belichick ship calls home (laughs) and (laughs) and back he goes and uh and who knows there's a lot of open coaching positions this year we'll see where belichick decides to toss he's waiting josh daniels or matt patricia or whatever team he thinks is getting a little too strong giants have had their number maybe they're a target want to stick a knife in them yep They've already made sure to, you know, run one New York team into the ground. (laughs) Anyway, so James Harrison is the reverse sleeper cell because he was sent seemingly by the Steelers to the Patriots. I got to imagine they see it coming. Sure. They they wrote the book on it. Right. Um, Maybe there's something we're not seeing, but... I have a feeling uh, this will end well for the Patriots yet again. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. I mean, they made James Harrison look really good this week mm-hmm. against the Jets. So is it, uh, you know, they they build him up 
they would give him a bunch of playing time, kind of try to lure him into a false sense of security, and then when they play the Steelers, they bench him they or bench something. Him. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I think the Patriots will have the Steelers number here, though. As much as I hate to admit it, it it's it, Tom Brady. You're right. Like him or hate him, they're the biggest draw in the sport. Yeah. And... We all know they're going to be back in the Super Bowl again this year. Especially because Brady's got a limited number of years left. They're going to milk him for all he's worth. Oh, yeah. Get every last ticket sale out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think that they handled Brady very differently this year. Because it's not like he put up... I know he's the oldest quarterback to lead the league in passing. Hooray! <laughs> but other, but his numbers aren't super magical this season. It, I compared them to Alex Smith, and they're actually very similar across the board. 4,000-some yards, similar touchdown to uh, turnover ratio. And yet, Brady's Brady and is the top-tier candidate for the MVP. And Alex Smith is on a team that's just going to get buried in the playoffs. Right. So, as a fan, I don't know how I'm supposed to interpret those numbers other than that oh it's brady what else do you need honestly <laughs> uh, i need a little more <laughs> well at start of the year alex smith was getting that traction from the fans i don't know if if uh, but that, that that was because they were playing up the alex smith is fighting for his job angle while true. he's got the hot young guy behind him yeah beat the patriots even beat start the, Patri- the year yeah um if you're asking why he's not an mvp candidate He's not an Illinois Patriot, and he's oh. not—he's not a uh, a top tier name. So while the numbers may look the same, he's still kind in a way fighting for his job. He didn't even play this week, right? right? They don't view him as that MVP. As to why Brady's numbers aren't as good, or as as uh, gaudy as they've been, uh, that I don't know. Maybe they're playing up his age. Making them look a little weak, trying sure. to make it believable. Sure, but make it a little bit more dramatic in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll slowly deteriorate for the next couple of years. Because, all right, this sounds ludicrous, but eventually, I feel like if you want to use Brady to his full potential on the way out, he's got to put somebody over. But they, but you can't have full strength Brady lose. No. So is this part of a plan to slowly bring him down to? a human level so that he can be defeated and it's not destroying you know super brady exactly his his regular seasons might slow down he'll still be this playoff god and eventually if you ask him five or six years from now well (laughs) we'll see about that about that uh eventually someone will beat him on the big stage who's not going to beat him this year though well, it's not going to be the Chiefs, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I believe it. <laughs> They've kind of got that that history of being an underachiever, a regular season star who does nothing in the playoffs. Yep. We kind of just talked about Alex Smith and his marketability. Limited. Yeah, limited for sure. Um, Jacksonville's an interesting one to me. Kind of a perennial uh, enhancement talent. Yeah, that's kind of getting the rub out of nowhere. Yeah, they are. They are. They, they got thrown a bone here. Big uh, 10-win season for them. Yeah. Been probably 10 years since they've done that. Yeah. Um, but I think 
a playoff berth is their prize for for all that work they put in. I don't see them going much further. They just lost to the Titans, who got in with that win. Yep. Um, and they look pretty bad in that. So yeah, they're, they're setting them up to cracks. not go far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they got they got their playoff thing. They got their thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, better than they've done in a long time. <laughs> and the Bills, I'm sure you heard. They weren't even supposed to be there. No, they weren't even supposed to be there. I think that was just a late that that was a side effect of the Bengals and Ravens being the last game on TV. Yep, drama was created. Yep, it was the Ravens of the Bills, and thanks to the Bengals, the Bills are in yes. and swiftly out. I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> yes. They had they had Lashawn McCoy get injured in that game, which was a work. Yeah, uh, on the last Sunday of the season, I know that they all they have. A bunch of scenarios already right because they don't know which game is going to actually be the last one on but they always want it to be a dramatic finish exactly yeah and so they probably had if you look through the league there's probably a few things in some games that happened that didn't seem like they made a whole lot of sense but had a different game like LaShawn mccoy going down it's like why why hurt him at the end of the season right oh well because if the bengals and ravens are on last then the Bengals are going to actually upset the Ravens. Right. And, you know, if they end up missing the playoffs, you knew they weren't going to go far without him anyway. Right. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about the NFC. Sure. It's an entirely different story over there. AFC, you got all the star power at the top. A bunch of nobodies at the bottom. In the NFC, there's no star power. They got two 13-win teams. With no no one to to talk about over there, especially without wins. Yeah, wins going down is a is one of the biggest stories of the season. I feel like absolutely because the the Eagles are not thirteen and three for no reason. This was supposed to be Carson Wentz's coronation, basically. Yeah, they strapped the rocket to him and shot him straight to the top, and then he went down and it, with a legit injury. Yeah, yeah, they uh, couldn't account for that one. With the Vikings, I'm not really sure what they're going with. I don't know what they see there to have a 13-win team. Yeah, I I don't know either. And from what I've heard, it has everything to do with Aaron Rodgers getting injured, which makes sense because that was a legit injury. Plans changed. But I'm not sure why they go with 13 wins for the Vikings. Yeah, maybe they're just testing Keenum out. They got a lot of quarterback-needy teams. They're seeing how he tests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like he doesn't have that high of a ceiling <laughs> maybe not but uh but maybe he adds something to another team maybe he goes to the browns and wins a game for him sure <laughs> is that asking too much <laughs> <laughs> not enough for them two wins maybe now we're talking okay all right all right and um aaron Rodgers getting injured is a whole thing mm-hmm. because he gets injured so now the Vikings are in their spot. And then they bring him back, and they decide to use him in this weird IR usage angle. Yeah. Which is weird to me. Like, you, yes, yeah, so you got to set up some off-season stories. I get that, because it gets slow, and we're going to need something to talk about. Right. I just think trying to shoehorn Aaron Rodgers into a story there feels... It was forced. Forced. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll give him. I'll give it to him. It's creative. I'm sure. not familiar with the. We haven't. IR. We have not heard that one <laughs> <Yeah>. yet. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how it plays out. But right now, I'm not sold on the idea. Is there any chance 
he actually leaves Green Bay because of it. No. No. Not absolutely. No, absolutely not. I mean, he's a huge name. They like having the Packers as sort of the dominant team in the division because they've got all the history and so no. I don't think he moves. Is this an opening where if they wanted to, this is gives them the excuse? Yes. And I'm sure that's what we're going to be talking about for months. Right. There'll be a lot of fantasy booking. <laughs> Rodgers to New England. Yep. Rodgers I'm too. sure we'll hear all about it. But I'm like telling you right now. the sound of Rodgers to Denver, personally. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure you do. But I don't think that makes any sense <laughs> right now. <laughs> First of all, they need to have one more Patriots-Packers uh, showdown at some point. Sure. Before Brady's done. So I don't think that they're moving Aaron Rodgers anywhere right now. Uh, what else is going on? The uh, NFC South has three teams in the playoffs. And this is where it starts to get interesting. Here's where the star power is at, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah. You got Cam Newton. You got Matt Ryan, who was hugely elevated last season, getting to lose to Brady. What yeah. an honor. Uh, and, uh, and then Drew Brees, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that they've been trying to rebuild the NFC South as a division for a few years now, hence why we've seen the Falcons there and and the uh, Panthers there. Is this the Saints' year? That's what I'm thinking, definitely. Uh, you go for the, the hat trick there, three in a row, yep. three different teams. Um, you know, Breeze hasn't been in the Super Bowl in a number of years. Yeah, it's about time. Where they- he beat Peyton Manning, by the way. Brady's all-time rival. Yep. We've never seen these two square off. I think it might be time, especially be with time. with having to change. Because I'll, I guess we should say it, it was supposed to be the Eagles. Yes. We can say that. Yeah. It was supposed to be the Eagles, and, and they ha- have to change. And so having to change plans, why not pull the trigger on the marquee matchup, Brady versus Breeze? Yep. Makes sense. It seems like that's the direction they're headed, right? They're there. They've been giving Breeze this big push all year. Uh, after kind of not doing a whole lot with him for the last couple of years yeah. for the level of star that he is. Yeah, he, he stepped aside. He let Cam have his moment. He let Matt Ryan have his moment. He's a company guy. He is, yeah. But they know ultimately Brady and Breeze is going to put butts in seats. Yep. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to that at is, the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. They're going to sell the tickets. They're going to they're gonna get the viewers tuning in. Yep. And honestly, it'll probably be a pretty fun game to watch. Sure. Even if we know what the ending is going to be. Yeah. We won't know exactly how they decide to do it this year. Are they going to have a, the first... I mean, they already did the overtime thing and the insane comeback last year. Do they just go full-on shootout? Yeah. Maybe a <laughs> triple overtime. Ooh, triple overtime. Yeah, <laughs> just keep playing and playing and yeah. playing. And then uh, the last team I think we need to mention, because they're there is the uh the rams sure exciting story jeff fisher held them back for as long as he possibly could (laughs) but uh at some point uh you know especially after the move to la build up a bit of a following there and uh and so we we get the goff thing how come when uh, wentz went down they don't pivot to goff are they not ready to go all in on him well i wouldn't rule it out completely but the Wentz injury happened so late they couldn't fully they couldn't just build the Rams up in a couple of weeks, give them home field advantage or anything like that. Right. So now you've got Nick Foles, maybe, in that position. <laughs> right. Uh, they, you know, it's not too late. They could maybe go for the L.A. market here. They can take the Falcons out. Yep. Get one of these uh, weaker 13-win teams that we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> 
plow through them. Maybe maybe they face the Saints. We'll see what they do there. Sure. Okay. It's possible. I think it is important for them to build Goff up going forward. Wentz now has injury history, mm-hmm. which everyone likes to remember. And then going forward, Wentz and Goff could be your next big marquee matchup. Your Brady versus Manning, right? In the future, right? Twenty years. Yeah, they yeah they they need to start putting something together there. Yeah, it seems like that's the direction they're headed. Yeah, and it would be a good city to do it in. No offense to Indianapolis, but how they got that spot for so many years, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, LA, Philadelphia, that sounds good. Okay, well, if you're done shooting on Indy, <laughs> I'm going to wrap this show up now. It's going to be an exciting week of playoff football to watch. A lot of a lot of storylines happening. A lot of things going on. Uh, Saturday, first game of the postseason, the Titans and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That'll be one to gloss over. To watch. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, but then we get the Falcons and the Rams, which should be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, and then uh, Sunday we get a, a playoff match that I'm surprised I get to say on air, which is the Buffalo Bills. And the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I'll be tuning in just for the novelty of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then to cap off the weekend, we're going to have Saints versus Panthers 3. Yeah. This time, it's for real. And uh, no matter what happens this weekend, we'll be back right here next week, breaking it all down, telling you what uh, really happened. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to send us any tweets, we're at Uncovering Sports. Check out our websites, uncoveringsports.com. We have an Instagram for some reason. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Bye.